0: We want to thank you uh, for the day. We want to thank you uh, for exactly what they were uh, sharing on that uh, video about um, the good news of this story. Uh, we're going to spend a few minutes in your word just thinking about it and concentrating on it, and may we be uh, in a state of wonder about what you have done and who you invited uh, to be a part of it. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So probably when I was uh, growing up, one of my... <laughs> probably all-time favorite Christmases uh, as a kid was the year uh, that my parents announced that we were going to Disney uh, over Christmas. And uh, you can imagine uh, that we were, my sister and I were both very excited. Uh, I was probably just a little bit older than Lila, my my daughter over here, uh, maybe a year or two older than her. And my parents had kind of given us a heads up that we There weren't going to be a ton of Christmas presents that year. Disney was kind of the big presence. The mouse was taking all our money. Um, And so uh, we uh, got into our family station wagon and we drove uh, from the Lansing, Michigan area all the way down to Florida, uh, Detroit to Cincinnati to Atlanta to eventually Florida. All the while, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And it was uh, just a really magical time. It was a really magical Christmas. My dad tells the story of at the end of the day that we had in Magic Kingdom, uh, he went to put me on the hood of the car while he unlocked the car. And in the seconds that he took to unlock the car, I was asleep on the hood. Um, I was just totally worn out from the day. And I would guess if we went around the room, uh, we would have a lot of different stories to tell about really special or really magical uh, Christmases is and, and what they were about and I think that's part at least why uh, Movies are so popular uh, this time of year. We just love a good Christmas story So what exactly is your uh, favorite story? I would guess that in this room We have some, a few National Lampoon people that love that story uh, The story of Clark W. Griswold. Uh, how about uh, It's a Wonderful Life people? All right. Charlie Brown All right. Charlie Brown people All right. uh, Christmas story people uh, not very many. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, wh- who am I leaving out? What are the ones that are being left out? Christmas in Connecticut. Christmas in Connecticut. All right. Jingle all the way. Jingle.
1: The Grinch.
0: The Grinch. The Grinch. All right. Yeah. yeah. Jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Die hard. Die hard. <laughs> Die hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that 's a good one yeah um, right and we love these uh, because we love we love great stories we love to tell our stories we love to watch our stories but really we 're here the so and so show kind of nailed it that we 're here to celebrate and think about the story and one of the things I love about the Bible is that when you study the gospels, each gospel writer kind of has a different take on how they tell. Uh, The Jesus story. Matthew, who's primarily uh, interested in his Jewish audience, he's trying to establish Matthew is that Jesus came from the line of David. And so if you've ever wondered when you start reading uh, the book of Matthew, there's like a big genealogy right at the beginning. You're like, man, this isn't the most a fantastical way to start a story, a bunch of names, but he's trying to prove that Jesus was indeed from the line of of David. Mark, Mark's strategy, he hardly hits on the Christmas story at all. He immediately goes into Jesus's ministry. As a matter of fact, Mark's most used word in the first 10 chapters of his gospel is the word immediately, right? He loves the word immediately, that Jesus, there's no uh, baby lying in a manger, no crying he makes, there's none of that in Mark, right? It's like Jesus immediately went here. He immediately went there. He immediately did this. He immediately healed that person. And then uh, you, you, you study John, and John was uh, Jesus, as a lot of people believe, probably his best friend. And John uh, loved to tell the stories about who Jesus was that he's the light of the world, he's the Son of God, he's the Word become flesh. And, and then you've got Luke, which is where the so and so show was and where we're going to be. Luke was a doctor. And uh, it is the most detailed account, I think, of the story of of Christmas. And so what I love so much about Luke's account is that we've been in this series where we're talking about wonder and we're talking about mystery. And we can kind of take a break a little bit and just see uh, some of Luke and, and all the detail that he shares. Now. Um, if you've read Luke, what you're going to find—you uh, all have a nativity at home, uh, hopefully as part of your Christmas decorations. Luke, a lot of your nativity set comes from Luke's account, uh, and so we we see all the different all the different characters in in there from Luke's account, and we learn a little something from each of those characters that Luke wants to introduce us to. You know, you think about your nativity at home, you think about Mary and Joseph. I think about Mary's song when she said, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has, made, uh, he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And what we learn from Mary and Joseph, both of them, honestly, is that God uses those who are humbly available to him. Right? Notice some of the words that Mary uses in her song. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And I think that Mary is a picture of humility. Right? Pride says I'll do it. I'll make it happen. I'll save myself. I'll steer the ship. I'll take care of things. Humility says God will make a way. God will bring me through it. And humility is a type of faith in God that says, I trust him. And I love him. And I know he's in control. And I've noticed a theme in a lot of Christmas music is almost to portray Mary as as ordinary. And I think I know what they mean. That a lot of... Songs want to depict that she's really just like you and I, that she's living her life, she gets engaged, we married, she's trying to live her life and trying to portray her as kind of like us. But I think her faith and her humility are not ordinary. Um, and while it's not ordinary, you need to know it is attainable. Humility comes from leaning on God and trusting that the mighty one, the, the holy one, will do great things in me and through me. So we move on, the so-and-so show focused on this, but we move on to the shepherds in Luke 2 eight, And it writes, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And the shepherd's story teaches us that this good news of Jesus is for everyone. We don't really know, I mean, what to th- make of shepherds. We don't, you probably don't know any shepherds, right? I, I don't know any shepherds. Uh, we, we don't know very many shepherds, but in the first century, these shepherds were probably young boys, just a little bit older than my son Sam, without homes, they'd kind of been forgotten by their society. As a matter of fact, socially, to be a shepherd was considered to be the absolute lowest ring on the economic ladder so it's no surprise that when Jesus comes the angel shows up to the shepherds and the message is simply this good news of great joy shepherds remember what he says it's for all people it's for you shepherds society may have forgotten about you but God has not and I think that's a great message for us this morning this good news of great joy it is for all people well people that have made mistakes yeah all people People that feel forgotten? Yes, all people. People that uh, are down and out? Yes, all people. This good news of great joy is for everyone. Jesus is for everyone who wants to have a life-changing relationship with him in this life and in the next. It's for everyone who wants to put their hope and faith in him. The invitation's for all. Then we get the angels. Luke, suddenly a a great company of the heavenly host appeared, and with the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom His favor rests. The angels teach us that the only response to the good news of Jesus is worship. You see, the angels show up and they teach the world that our response to the story should be and needs to be worship. Worshipping Him for His goodness, His grace, and And his salvation. And there's a lot of reactions you can have at Christmas time. Some people get stressed. Anybody? Some people get depressed. Some people get giddy. Some people get hyperactive. But the Christmas story is meant to invoke this simple response of worship that we would worship Jesus and put our faith in him. It's one of the reasons why we wanted to have a service today. I'm so grateful you all came. That we wanted to gather together just as a reminder that the right response to this is worship. To worship Jesus with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. No manger scene would be complete, and Luke's not complete without the baby Jesus, right? And the baby Jesus laying there in the manger teaches us of God's incredible love for us. I love the story of Simeon in Luke 2. He's a man that had been, God had been keeping alive, he'd been living, because uh, he had been told that he would not die until the Savior came. And so one day he's in the temple courts, and the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him and says, the Savior's here. And he goes and he, and he sees, and then listen to what he says. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. In peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. The Christmas story at its heart is the story of God's incredible love for us. That we would, he, would, he saw us in our sin, separated from him, and he wasn't okay with it. And so he sent his son Jesus as a baby who became a man and went to the cross and died and was resurrected so that we could be forgiven and set free. And that's my prayer for all of us every Christmas, is that you would understand how much God loves you and how much he wants to have a relationship with you. Back during the time of Moses, uh, the Egyptians uh, ended up kind of perfecting this architectural structure called obelisk. And they looked at like a smaller version of the Washington Monument in D.C. They built them to decorate temples and entryways, and it became a kind of staple of Egyptian architecture. And in the the 1800s, to the countries that had protected them uh, in in some of their trials, they gave them away as gifts to France, England, England and eventually to the United States. And in England, when they got theirs, they decided to have a dedication, and several thousand people came out as they hoisted this architectural structure up. And before they did that, the mayor of London said he wanted to have a capsule buried beneath it with several items. English money, uh, a man's razor for some reason, right? Children's toys. And then they put into the capsule a passage of scripture that he wanted in there translated into 213 different languages because the mayor said if the city is destroyed or the country is attacked, he wanted people to know this one verse. So he said, I want it in 213 languages, and we're going to bury it underneath this architectural beautiful structure. And they decided to do that, and the verse he picked, as you might guess, was John 3.16. He said, I want it in 213 verses, 213 different languages. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we want to thank you for this story that we can see, that we learn of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and baby Jesus. And everything that happened, there there are lessons in each and every piece of it. And right now, we want to just stand back and wonder at what you have done. And as we get ready to receive communion this morning, I just want to pray that that's exactly what we would do. We would marvel at what you have done. And we would respond in worship at what you have done. And that we would express gratitude for what you have done. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. We're going to receive uh, communion uh, together this morning. It's a great reminder that Christmas eventually becomes Easter, right? Um, And uh, Christmas eventually becomes Good Friday. It kind of starts here. God unveiling the mystery kind of starts here. But uh, we're going to pass uh, communion out, and you can keep the two cups stacked on top of each other, the bread representing Jesus' body, the juice representing his blood, and I'll come back up in just a minute, and we'll receive it all together as a church family. His body given for you. His blood poured out. Jesus, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for your grace, your love, and your unending kindness to us. And we stand in wonder at it, and we're grateful. We worship you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your day. Thank you so much for uh, coming to service here today. Uh, Next Sunday, uh, January 1st, it's just kind of going to be a normal uh, Sunday service times. Uh, the sermon will be a little different. If you've been around here uh, the last five years or so, uh, Scott and I do kind of a year-end conversation uh, where we talk through some of the spiritual lessons that we've been learning over the course of the last year, and so we're going we're to do that next Sunday, so love to have you be a part of it. Uh, go ahead and stand up, and let's close with one last song. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas.